The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I live with my boyfriend now. We've been living together for a couple of months. I can sometimes be the biggest fucking bitch ever. Like, I, like last night, for no apparent reason, I was horrible to him. Mm-hmm. Do you, you ever do that? Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. So today on this episode, we have a huge announcement that I absolutely did not prep for. So we're just going to wing how I'm going to say this. So after much deliberation and discussion and thinking about it, I am very sad and with a heavy heart to say that this season will be my last season of Love Bites podcast with Lauren Fee. Fiona, why? Fuck you! But also, <laughs> like, genuinely, you told me this, like, weeks months. ago. Yeah, it was months And ago. I was obviously so sad because I love speaking to you on a weekly basis. I love, I love what we have, but I genuinely love what we have. But equally, the time comes that you just need to move on if it doesn't really feel right and if it's not working in your life you've got a hugely busy life you're the senior vice president of a fucking amazing PR company um and you see when something feels like a chore it's perfectly okay to cut it loose well that's the thing so I think that the decision came uh a couple of episodes in actually to season three and it wasn't anything bad like nothing bad like i think it was one of those things where you know love bites when i started love bites like with georgie like right at the beginning it was such a like pivotal time in my life like it was Mm -hmm. lockdown like i was so single i had so many hilarious stories that like i didn't know what to do with them and so many people for so long were saying to me you need to write a book you need to do a blog blah 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 and then i obviously met jj and that's how like love bites was born by the way can i just say i'm in the middle of the work day and my emails are going to be pinging off the whole time because it's so busy anyway so i do apologize for you pinging in the background i can't do anything about it (laughs) um yeah so it's it was one of those things where like that was the outlet then for me to what I thought was going to be me just telling my hilarious dating stories which we Mm -hmm. did like for a long time and like you then when you came on board when Georgia couldn't do it anymore like I think that it became so much more because obviously it grew and it became this like amazing thing. And we had so many listeners, I think we're on like 400,000 downloads or something crazy like that. And it then became like this huge journey of like discovery for me. Mm -hmm. I think I discovered so much about myself. I discovered so much about like what relationships are and it put me in a place to then get into the best place I possibly could I mean don't get me wrong I'm still learning things to my now current relationship and it was almost like love bites came to a natural end for me and mm-hmm. I think that where we started and where we are now is so different and I'm mm-hmm. a completely different person I mean obviously like I'm still the same in so many ways but like how I thought about things and how I like react and whatnot is down to love bites and I honestly think that if my if my boyfriend and I had met at the start of love bites we wouldn't be together okay I feel Fiona that 
I hear you on every single level. When we started out, it was something and then it just transformed into something else. And I think we have both been on such a journey with Love Bites. Yeah, 100%. So many people said to you and I separately and together, when Fiona gets a, a boyfriend, it's going to change. Oh like, my God, what, literally. Like, you, you can't just be two people sitting around in relationships trying to like reclaim your youth, talking about the mad shit that you that you know we used to do and things do naturally evolve you find a partner and you know I think I think we kind of have to both be honest about how sometimes this has put a strain on our relationships oh my god like I have had some like blowing arguments about love bites yeah you know what we I I don't even think I spoke about this on the podcast. I definitely told you about it. I am keeping my voice kind of low because he's in the next room, but whatever. And um, he listened to a podcast because somebody told him to. And it was that episode that I kind of just went fucking rogue and talked about, you know, feeling like flatmates and stuff like that. And he was understandably really upset about that because I hadn't discussed it with him beforehand, which was a really shitty move and I realized that I treated the podcast like I kind of put the podcast and speaking to you before speaking to him Mm. if that makes sense because you and I have just gotten so into the routine of doing that and this is like my safe space and I've always said that I don't actually think about the people listening on the other side which is why I can basically bear my soul the way I do but I never actually thought about anybody listening and saying to him uh you need to listen to this podcast and then when he did he was like what the fuck like would you not think about talking to me about this and I was so I felt so chastised and then after I was like if it was the the rules were reversed and it was me in his position I would be so hurt um so yeah I I get it Fiona I completely get it and when you told me I was upset but purely because I miss not talking to you like this on a on a weekly basis (laughs) but I also understand that it's difficult to constantly talk about the topics that we talk about which is why even if you remember right back at the beginning and you were kind of uh asking me to come on board and I was like very hesitant for a lot of reasons and I didn't want to always have to talk about love and relationships and sex and stuff and that's why I kind of introduced more of my style which would be mindset and the relationship that you have with yourself and that kind of wellness approach and I feel like over the year or year and a half that we've been doing this we've really melded the two of those aspects beautifully Mm. and people judge us I feel they look at our bio they maybe look at the title of our our podcasts they listen to the first 10 minutes that tend to be quite sex heavy and they kind of drop off but if they just listen for a little bit longer they would realize that there's so much more love bites than just talking about anal and squirting and kipper minge (laughs) and you know I just love that what we've created and you know 
I am devastated to see you go, but I will be keeping on Love Bites because it has been such a pivotal part of my life. And anybody that's listened listened consistently over the year, how long have we been doing Love Bites? We year? started it in April 2021. So basically a year and a half. Yeah, exactly a year yeah. and a half. So anybody that has been listening over the year and a half, has come in this journey with me I've had so many ups and downs Fiona I really really have and I've always been as honest as I can about them and this podcast is so cathartic for me and over you know the last couple of years being at home in um, in Ireland podcasts to me have been such a crutch and when I was in Dubai, I kind of sporadically listened to podcasts, but they've become such an important part of my life at home, getting out and about and walking. I put on a podcast every day and I treat these podcasters like they're part of my like friendship group and I love listening to them. I love the guests that I, I love the guests they have um, on their podcast. You know, it could be anybody and everybody and each person I listen to, I take something from it. So in that thread, I am so excited to take Love Bites into a new season. And we're going to continue to talk about all the things that we were told not to speak about. Um, And that's going to be on so many levels from love, relationships, talking about finance, talking about the relationship with yourself, mental health, you name it. And we're going to talk about it. I just want it to be a beautiful, safe space for people to feel inspired and for people to take something truly brilliant away from it that's kind of the skeletal outline of it I need to really drill down so I'm going to spend the next month you know booking my guests and basically I'm going to have guests on every week I feel like and I I will come up back as a guest oh my god you're totally coming back as a guest but I feel like me talking on my own it would just be too rambly and I know that I go off in massive tangents and I just feel like for me to speak with somebody else I I work better with with other people and I love people and I love speaking to people so having a guest on on a weekly basis is how I'm going to do it and I'm going to have really brilliant people on and we're going to talk about really brilliant raw amazing things and that's the crack. I'm really excited for it, but I'm understandably nervous about doing it on my own because you're very much my anchor in this. And you and I, I feel like really ground each other. And if you go off on something, I pull you back and vice versa. And basically you've been there through all my mental breakdowns and the same goes for you. So, I, But you know what, Laura, you're excellent at, excuse me holding this up uh you're actually interviewing I've already heard you on a few interviews that you've done and you're really good so it's going to be great and I think that that's exactly also by the way you wanted to do pseudo cream for the soul which was the original like whenever that was like back in the day Mm -hmm. um and it's I think that it's such a like natural evolution of love bites because we start off by talking about tinder buyers of the week which is actually the reason why me and my boyfriend are together because that's what I was searching for when we were going to bring that segment back and I found him instead and then and then now it's it's more about mindset and mindfulness and then you can do your guest interviews 
Um, and it's going to be great. I think that I also think that the name Love Bites as well, like I'm so glad we picked that name because it's such a, like you can, t- it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's good. It's not like talking about relationships with Laura and Fee, like we, it's, it's malleable. And you know, malleable, such a good word. And um, so yeah, Love Bites, I want to keep it that way. I did think about changing it for Pseudocreme for the soul. And anybody that knows what Pseudocreme is, it's basically this white ointment that basically cures all ailments. And I just wanted to create something that was nourishing for the soul and a really with a real feel-good factor. But ultimately, love bites to me, like love just isn't restricted to the confines of a relationship. It can pertain to absolutely anything. And to me, the most important like love relationship that you can have is the one with yourself as corny as that sounds but it true. it's so fucking true um and I feel like we need to destigmatize so many conversations especially in the likes of Ireland England when we're all like quite odd about certain things like mm. finance for example um talking about issues relating to mental health issues relating to mindset all these things I'm just really excited to get the ball rolling I am pinning down my guests I've got amazing guests already lined up um, and I just can't wait to talk to them and it's going to be very raw honest conversations I don't want anybody coming on the podcast who just want to PR themselves in a certain light that's not what it's about mm. and we both work in PR Fiona we're both PR managers if Do we you... had somebody going on a podcast I'd be like don't fucking say anything stick to the script stick to the USPs say this one thing and sell your product I am not having those people on I want people to bear their souls and I want people to te- talk about things that they typically would not talk about which has been the whole premise of love bites from day one do you know that's so funny that you say that because I literally said that yesterday to Joe Farrow who I had on as a guest last week which mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that episode it was really fun I loved listening to that episode like I said to you I listened to that yesterday and if I didn't know you or Joe or love bites I would listen I was listening to yesterday's episode thinking they're really fucking nice girls and I really Aww. like them and I would actually listen to them again so kudos I to you. Was, it was it was really enjoyable um I wish you'd been on it but it's all right well I mean you can get Joe on as a guest and you can do another one because she's just so f- bloody full of knowledge but me and her were talking about like I was saying that I just didn't I've never also from the whole time of having any guests on that we've had on I've never wanted to have a guest on that wants to come on as a guest because they want to talk about their thing like they're mm-hmm. like products or they're like whatever like they want to come on to promote themselves and I'm like actually that's not why I want you on there I want you to come on because you're a great personality and we can talk about all like random shit like Mm -hmm. I don't want to I would never want to have a guest on that's going to talk about like if they are I don't know selling something because that's Mm -hmm. just unfortunately like it is it is a tool that's what podcasts are like we know we work in PR like it is a marketing tool but also that's not what our, our podcast is not a marketing tool and it never it's has never been. been a marketing tool I would never have come board on come on board with something that was marketing like I would have found that so cringy well that's and I why feel our like sponsor... we, have, we have our fill of that in our professional life and we just wanted love bites to be something that wasn't trying to sell anybody anything well, that's um, why our sponsor, um, El Couture, was such an amazing brand fit for us because, one, they're such a great brand. Also, they're female-founded, it's female-run, and also the, it's the reason also why we have El Couture Recommends and we don't just have a flat ad with them and we weren't doing anything that's like, you know, El Couture's an activewear brand, but it's also a lifestyle brand. That's why we chose to do El Couture Recommends and we recommend 
things for your life because otherwise you know it would have been too Flat. selly too selly and, and that's also, just not Fiona, what we Elkature is. were buying Elkature and wearing Elkature long before they became a sponsor yeah that's so true so it was I something it. that we could really stand stand behind but anyways listen thank you for just being your amazing lovely self I'm gonna miss you a lot I'm gonna really miss this amazing dynamic but I honestly like need you on as a guest. Why don't you just come on as a guest every second episode? I will come on as a guest. A I will be there because there will be things like I like things that I need to talk about in my relationship. Like number one thing at the moment, and I don't know if you do this. I don't know. I don't know if you're a fi- you're not a massively feisty character, but like I am, and like it's because I'm a fire sign and you're a water sign. But like mm-hmm. I've noticed things because obviously, like I live with my boyfriend now. We've been living together for a couple of months. I can sometimes be the biggest fucking bitch ever. Like I like last night for no apparent reason, I was horrible to him. Mm-hmm. Do you, you ever do that? Um, yeah, I I've got a real passive aggressive streak. Yes. Yeah, he like it, he pissed me off some like something, but not being positive about something or whatever it was. And I just was like the world's biggest bitch ever, and I can sometimes routinely be a horrible person to him and I don't know why because like I love him so much and I sometimes like I can sometimes just like be horrible but I don't know whether it's like you know one of these things where like you know when you're younger and I me and my sister can be really horrible to each other but because we know we like unconditionally love each other like that I don't know whether that's just like the way that's it is sisters by the way that's it totally is. normal I know we're all um, massive arseholes to our siblings and our like, moms I and dads. That, I think that I'm like that with with my boyfriend. I am like, I can be an absolute arsehole to him. And I don't know if that's because I know no matter what, no matter how horrible we are to each other, we, we unconditionally love each other. Well, I'd say you'd need to balance that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I really need to like turn Because it down. the reality <laughs> is romantic relationships aren't unconditional love, Fiona. They're essentially business transactions and the the needs has to have to be met of the other. It's not like a relationship with your mom and dad. You can't permanently say to this guy these horrible things and expect him to stick around. And of course, I'm like blowing this out of proportion, but you just need to be quite mindful of the fact that, you know, you it's okay to be annoyed and frustrated and express certain things and be upset and all the rest of it, but continuously doing that. You know, you wouldn't speak to your friend. You wouldn't speak to me like that. You wouldn't no. speak to you like that. And also you wouldn't want him to speak to you like that either. No. And if you do blow up at him, which is perfectly normal to do that, by the way, I can be really passive aggressive and like real bitchy about things. But when you've calmed down, just come back and say, I realize I did that and I'm sorry. I'm just feeling like aggravated pissed off upset I haven't slept I'm on my period whatever the reason is there's a myriad okay Fee this is a little bit of a longer letter so you might just want to kick back and enjoy I'm gonna eat my uh, deliciously Ella snack whilst uh, whilst you read you crack on for lunch I have had a whole baguette with alioli and a ton of Spanish cured meat is it aioli or alioli by the way have I just totally malaprop that? I say aioli. Aioli. What the fuck is alioli? Anyways, garlic mayo. Any, I'm moving on. You enjoy your wee snack there, hon. So, hi, Laura and Faye. I can't tell you how much your podcast has helped me. I have felt safe 
secretly alienated and lonely for years. From the outside, I have a very nice life. I'm 35 and I'm a head of year teacher. I have my own house. I go on nice holidays. I have a great group of friends and I go on dates. But the reality is I've been experiencing, experiencing depression in its deepest form for years. I know it's related to feeling lonely and left behind, but I always quashed it as I know that I've got so much to be grateful for. The podcast with Laura crying about her fear of not being a mom broke my heart. I was walking in the park with my headphones in and I had to sit down and I cried my eyes out with her. I realized what I have felt for years is blind panic about about not meeting somebody, being too old to have kids and feeling abnormal in a society filled with families. Over the last couple of months, I have done some serious work on myself. I have started therapy. Thank you both for normalizing this, by the way. I have started hanging out with friends who aren't married with kids. I even started doing things on my own and I'm loving it. I feel like I really turned a corner and that's all down to letting go. Holding on to blind panic will just fuck you up. I guess this isn't really a message asking for advice, but a reminder to anybody listening that it's okay to feel scared and left behind. But trust me, there is no time limit on things. This is a societal construct. I know it's not ideal for many of us, but you can have kids in your 40s and find love in your 50s, 60s and beyond. You can have kids on your own, freeze your eggs, or God forbid, have have an amazing life without children. Let that sink in. You can have an amazing, fulfilled, wonderful life without children. If you're somebody with children, please be mindful of women that don't have them. If they're a bit older, chances are this weighs heavy. You may not know their reasons why. Maybe they decided not to have kids. Maybe they can't. Maybe they're trying. Maybe they can't afford it. Maybe they haven't met somebody. I recently met a woman who was petrified of bringing kids into a world that she fears will be ravaged by climate change. I know it's a long one. I didn't intend to bore, but know that there's a lot of us out there who are scared. It's important to let go of the fear and focus on the great. There's so much good stuff out there. When we got that through on Instagram, I had to read through it about three times just to kind of take in every paragraph that kind of that letter took me on a fucking wild journey. And and I felt like I was cracking a little bit at the end. That's why I needed to pause for a moment. The thing is, it's so true. And like, I, you know, this is such a like pop culture reference, but I'm going to reference it anyway. I've just restarted watching Sex in the City. And mm-hmm. the season one starts when they are in their 30s, like 33 or something. By the time we get to about season four, she's like 36. They're celebrating her 36th birthday. And like, I've, you know, these are four women, they're unmarried, they're single women. And the whole, why I love Sex in the City also, I feel like it was very like, by the way, my dog is in, in this crate. I've, I've put her in jail, so she might squeal. <laughs> Sammy, be quiet. Um, doggy prison. I know, doggy prison. I'll have to go get her in a second if she sees some yowling. Um, but I think that this show is so ahead of its time because it was done in the 90s, 90s or like, yeah, 90s and like late 90s, early 2000s. And like that was a time where like women were like having babies super early. You know, my mum was already married at 28 and she thought that was like horrifically old. And I think that 
that's such a like great show I mean it's had its I don't think a lot of things as it age very well but like it shows that like you can have a great life in your 30s and the 30s are, the, are your time like you're in your prime and I think that we all have our own journey and actually interesting when she talks about freezing eggs and things like that my very very good friend um she's wanted a baby forever she also has endometriosis so it's kind of one of those things where like of course you can have a completely natural amazing pregnancy but it, it's one of those things where it's it could be a little bit of a struggle. And she said that she was getting to the point where she was dating guys. And whenever she would date guys, she wouldn't think about whether they were the right person for her. She was thinking about, oh my God, is this a person that's going to, let's hurry this up so I can have a baby because I don't want to delay it. So she was like, right, I'm going to take my own life into my own hands. And she went and got a sperm donor. And they think she's going back to the UK. She had her eggs retrieved, um, like a really great result. And then she's going back to the UK quite soon, I think, to go and... Um, go and have them put in and I was Mm -hmm. like I love that because it's like she's going to be 34 this year take your life she took her life into her own hands because she was like now once I've had the baby she was like when I meet someone I want to meet that I'm meeting that person for me Mm -hmm. do you know what I read a study and it was basically the census study so the office I think the office of national statistics or whatever and more than half of women so 50.1% of women in England and Wales born in 1990 were, with, were without a child when they turned 30. So if you're born in 1990, you're going to be what age? My age, 31, 32. Okay. So 50% of women over the age of 30 are without a child. Like that is just a sign of the times and it's going to continue in that thread. And they predicted that come 2050, at least like, well, a lot more women are going to be without a child above the age of 30. But interestingly, they predict that women over the age of 35, they are going to boom when it comes to having children. So it's not a case of, you know, maybe women aren't having kids, although it does suggest that, but a lot more women are going to be having children later in life, i.e. after the age of 35. And I don't know about you, but I never feel abnormal for not having a child at my age. I know my, I know I have family and friends that are at times concerned and they're kind of give me that whole, what are you doing? Like time's ticking sort of thing. And I know it's genuinely comes from a place of love because people want the best for you. But as a society, I don't feel abnormal for being childless at 37 especially having lived in countries like Dubai, where basically people live this Peter Pan lifestyle. I probably feel it a little bit more in Ireland when people tend to have children earlier. And I really liked what this girl said about surrounding yourself with people that are kind of on the same path as you, because I I've spoken before about being surrounded by the most amazing friends and family and cousins and people. 99% of those people are married with kids and families. And I feel that I kind of slot into their family life. And as wonderful as that is, and I often feel really protected and cocooned by these people. And truly they are my happy, safe place. It is good to be around people that are doing the same thing as me, i.e., you know, they may be married, but they don't have kids or they've made a decision not to have children and they're leading amazing lives without having kids. And that's, I sometimes need that for my own 
mental well-being to not constantly be around families, parents. I will be very honest. I kind of not pulled back from certain people, but certain social situations where I'd go out for dinner or drinks with like a big group of moms. And honestly, Fiona, I would have to sit and fake interest in breastfeeding or school fees or how much a school blazer is. And I can, I'm interested to a point because it's conversation amongst friends, but I just find myself just like, I just wanted to say, girls, I don't give a flying fuck. But at the same time, they do. And they're all unified by being moms and having to deal with these issues on a daily basis. But I kind of, I didn't want to fake interest anymore. And maybe that's selfish of me. And I think a part of it is being a little bit selfish. But sometimes I feel like my soul is rejuvenated and set alight when it's maybe with people that are in the same place as me because it maybe doesn't highlight the thing that I feel like I'm missing or really want. Does that make sense? I don't think that's selfish at all. I think it's completely fine to not be interested in what a fucking school blazer. Like if I, because also it's not selfish because it's nothing you can, you can't contribute to that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like if, you know, I always feel for people that go out for dinner with a group of PRs because we all sit there just chatting shit about PR and they have to sit there and like, probably they're like I don't give a flying fuck about PR it's the same thing like it's not and also Mm -hmm. I feel like why why I don't think you should feel selfish at all and I don't think that you know just because it's like a child I'm gonna sound like an absolute bitch here I don't even care like because it's a child and because it's like family and it's just like you know this like miracle of life and all this stuff like I think we feel like we should be interested in it but actually at the same time like um, I'm I will be interested in it when I have a child. I'm only interested in it when talking to my sister because it's about my nephew. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that if, like, I know that my friend Emily, for example, who has two kids, if she sat there through an entire lunch just talking about school fees and whatever, I think that she'd probably feel pretty bad about it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think it's, I think that's completely fine. I, I mean, like, I also find it extremely boring if it's not anything that I can relate to. And that's the thing. Sometimes I just can't relate. It's, and yeah. I suppose it's if you can't relate to any subject, you're kind of going to pull back. But I think it's exacerbated tenfold because it's quite a painful stab. Yeah. And nobody is sitting around thinking, oh, what we're doing is actually kind of upsetting Laura on some level. Of course not. And I, you know, I would be mortified if they did think that. But the reality is it does kind of like nip a little bit. Um, but I also love this girl's approach. Like, I love her letter and I love her approach. I love how honest she was about coasting along and putting on this brave face. She's a head of year teacher, has all her ducks in a row with her home and her holidays. But underneath there is a simmering panic that actually threatens to blow up and fucking annihilate her and after that podcast that I like had my breakdown and stuff you know if you remember we had so many messages from girls reiterating their position like I'm in my 30s I've got my shit together yet I can't meet anybody or like there was a myriad of reasons so it certainly is that universe it, it certainly does universally bind us I want to completely normalize the fact that kids are having people are having women are having children later on in life 
And I really want to balance it with being super positive about that lifestyle change because it's happening whether we like it or not, but also being aware of the fact that it can really, really fuck with our emotions. And there's no point in saying, oh, that's just the way it is. Now we're all having kids later, like it or lump it. I feel like the maternal drive kicks in so fucking much that it can result in feeling completely left behind, blind panic, depression, anxiety. It can take so many different forms. So I think it's just something to be mindful of, but also being really hopeful that people are doing things later and we're doing things later as a society. It's not just an enclave. There's there's like the majority of us seem to be doing things later. And I also love her approach with doing things on her own. I think that is awesome. I think the older you get, if you are single or unmarried or without kids, it is important to carve out your own fun journey, pleasure journey, whether that is going to the cinema by yourself, going for a meal by yourself, going for a walk by yourself, do a concert, do the theatre for a fucking holiday, God forbid. I have a friend um, in Dubai and she started going for holidays by herself in her early 30s. And she was sick and tired of waiting for people to make plans with, um, you know, they would commit and then like drop out last minute. Um, maybe they got a boyfriend, maybe they just pulled out for whatever reason. And she thought, fuck this, I'm going to start going on holidays by myself. I think she's been on her sixth or seventh holiday. She actually wrote a, an article that was published in Cosmo about solo travel. And I just think that's amazing. And now, like she did say, she kind of talks about the highs and lows of it. I think she mentioned around dinner time is the her least favorite part sitting in a restaurant by yourself. Um but that's gotten increasingly better and she's become increasingly comfortable doing those things on her own. And um, I do lots of things by myself. Fiona, what about you? Oh my God. I love, I, I love being by myself. I, I could, I could spend all my time by myself. I've become weirdly like more accustomed to obviously like spending a lot of time with other people because I have a, I live with my boyfriend. So like, but the moments that I'm like on my own are like, I I energize myself by being by myself and then I enjoy company of others so much more like I went through a phase last month of like socializing so much mm -hmm. and I've really retreated quite a lot over the past couple of weeks because it's like and it's not because I don't want to hang out with people it's because I feel drained from it so like I am a huge believer. I also really enjoy a, a dinner alone. I have no problem with going on holiday by myself. I spent 10 days in Santorini on my own and it was completely fine. And I think mm -hmm. I just want to also like make a point as well about the kids thing and later in life. I think also we have to be realistic as well. I know it's not the sexiest thing, but like we have to be realistic about the economy that we live in at the moment. The cost of living is literally through the roof and that's just not in England. That's like in Dubai as well. Like by the time... I will realistically be able to afford a child. And that is like afford a child without panic when I see that I'm pregnant, if I can get pregnant, that, oh my God, shit, like we are gonna be broke. Like we need to save. I Like by that time, I'm gonna be well into my thirties and probably, I will probably only be able to afford one child. And I think that that for most like middle of the road, people who are earning like a middle of the range salary, which is the majority of people around the world. I think that as we're looking at our economy, realistically, most people now will be only be able to afford 
one or two children because oh, absolutely absolutely you know, my neighbor the other day I was in with her as she was like counting all the uniform costs and she's a single mom like she's a nurse she's a professional and <coughs> when she kind of totaled everything up I was like how the fuck can you afford this like this is a massive, massive expenditure. Add in on top of it, having to feed your child, mm. having to buy things for your child to keep them alive, a pram, a freaking doll's house, whatever the case may be, paying for swimming lessons, ballet lessons, fucking recorder lessons. What a waste of time they were. Like it all adds up. And I have moments like of wanting a child so badly And then other moments where I think, you know what, I've been able to go on holidays three times this summer. I would not be able to do that if I had a child, like as in physically, I wouldn't be able to go. And secondly, I would not have the money to go on holidays. And part of me thinks the older we get, the more selfish we become. I also think that a big, big, big percentage of older women are increasingly patient with their children and also content with motherhood because they've basically lived their best lives in their 20s and 30s Mm. and being an older mom they be they don't feel like they've lost out on this huge you know youthful upbringing when they could have been out like doing all these crazy things but instead they just like had a baby early and there's no shade to people that had babies early by the way absolutely not but we're coming from a place where we're just trying to like soothe women who are a bit older and haven't had a child and there's so many freaking reasons Fiona and for me the biggest you know the biggest reason why women aren't having kids is because they haven't met a fucking partner like it's difficult to meet a partner nowadays and you know, people are a lot more reluctant to settle down with somebody unless all boxes are ticked. I'm not saying that's necessarily a positive thing, but it is the reality of life. It's becoming increasingly harder to meet somebody, to meet a good person, um, to have a child with. Yeah, that's it's a huge it's a huge thing. I mean, like, I'm shocked at like how I was. You know, we started this podcast with how I we started Love Bites, and like I'm shocked that I've met someone at 31. Like. I did not think I was going to meet someone until much later on. And then that would have pushed my like, you know, childbearing years much later on. And I also think, and like, I feel like I'm coming to my, at the end of my time in this podcast, so I can be a bit savage, but I'm going to fucking say it anyway. I think that also now society is putting the number of children against how successful you are in life. Mm-hmm. Like if you only have one child and it's almost seen as like, you know, it's almost like a, God, I'm going to say this. It's not, this is not how it is, but this is the only way I can describe it. It's like only having one child and having the decision, decision to have one child is almost like, oh, but like, what if like, she won't learn to share and she Mm -hmm. won't let like, she or he won't learn to share. They won't have like, oh, that's so lonely for the child. And it's like, actually we live in a completely different world now like I think that children are way more socialized at schools our school the schooling is completely different and also she will fucking know how to share she or he because I think they get taught that in school like I think that there are so many different things like that we didn't grow up with that are now set in place now for us as like adults Mm -hmm. and I think that like again it's almost like the affording thing like 
if you can afford to have a couple of kids and that's great but like not everyone not everyone can and I think that it should be said more often that it's okay to make a decision that you are only going to have one child the same decision to not having any children the same decision to having five if that you're lucky you know and also hear my language if you're lucky enough to have five why should I think that having exactly one <laughs> child makes you luckier than someone that can only have one like I just so think interesting so Fiona. I think that that's also something to touch on because such I, a good point I know. actually was reading this article um, and we can share it in the show notes <clears> I think it's really interesting it's a Guardian article and one of the contributors said that she feels like you know when people um ask if you've got a boyfriend and you're single and you always get those really cliche responses like oh you know oh it's better off being single anyways or the right guys out there she said she feels as a woman in her late, late 30s with no children the same cliche responses just really fuck her off. And I've actually experienced them like, oh, well, um, oh, probably for the best anyway, because, you know, they're expensive and annoying or whatever. Or, oh, you can probably do X, Y and Z because people actually feel comfortable, uncomfortable with the, the concept of a woman being childless it kind of makes people it puts people on edge especially that like baby boomer generation that just like had loads of kids and bought their house for like a fiver in the 70s or whatever so <laughs> yeah listen I love this girl's letter letter and I love that she's come full circle I think a lot of people will resonate with that on so many levels and thank you so much for taking the time to write in such a thoughtful thoughtful piece it was amazing it was and thank you so much and moving on to our lovely and almost my last segment El Couture Recommends huge shout out as always to our amazing sponsor El Couture the female founded I was about female fun it is also female fun <laughs> female founded female run athleisure brand or athleisure as my boyfriend always corrects me on, um, who create the most beautiful pieces. If you live in Dubai, take advantage of the four hour express delivery and please do visit their beautiful Al Wassel store, JBR store, and their new pop-up in Mall of Emirates. For those of you that know Mall of Emirates quite well, it's literally above Zara home. So it's in a really great location. It's very central in the mall. Um, if you're living outside of Dubai, then the delivery will take a few days and they cover all taxes and shipping charges if you order over $100. Don't forget to use our code LOVEBITES20 for an exclusive discount. And we love to see how you wear El Couture, So please do tag us and the brand. Um, it was there. You're getting better at those. Fiona. I know. It only took a year and a half. <laughs> it only took me a year and a half. Um, they actually had their third birthday yesterday. Well, when this comes out, it would have been like almost a week. But they had their third birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, El Couture. Um, which is so. Fiona, what will the timings align if we talk about the cacao ceremony? Yes, yes, they will. They will. Should I talk okay. about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we are doing an event in Dubai. So sorry, everyone who doesn't live in Dubai. Um, with El Couture in their Al Wassel store on the 18th of October, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. So um, the event we have partnered with the incredibly hot and sexy and just like mega, mega babe, Jess Body, who I have actually worked with for years. And I'm so excited to work with her again. She's a holistic coach and she will be taking us through a cacao ceremony. So if you have... Oh, heard our episode 
quite a few weeks ago, Laura went to her own cacao ceremony in Ireland. Came home, cried my eyes out. And she cried her eyes out. And when Lucy and I, who uh, Lucy is the marketing brand manager from Elkshaw, we were talking about what we wanted to do. So we want, because obviously it's Elkshaw um, and with all events with Elkshaw, there's always yoga or sound healing. And we were like, we want to do something different. And I was like, let's do a cacao ceremony. Anyway, we came, we came across Jess and I actually think that I had looked at Jess to do the um a yoga session because she's a yoga teacher as well and she does cacao and we were like right Jess you've got to come and do a cacao ceremony so we're doing a cacao ceremony so please do dm us if you want to join and then afterwards because my lovely Laura won't be there I will be doing a talk with the very fabulous journalist and editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan Middle East Millie Midwood who is also a very good friend of mine we are going to be talking about kind of all things you were told not to talk about, but also I am going to be doing a bit of an ultimate guide to single life in Dubai. So please come with your questions as well for that. If I was in Dubai, Fiona, I would have been there with bells on you though. You know, that is right up my street. And you know, for anybody that hasn't been to a cacao ceremony, it's nothing to be afraid of or apprehensive about. Cacao is basically um, an elixir that opens your heart. That's what it's typically used for like over like by the Incas and stuff back in the day who discovered it and still use it to this day. It's just a lovely, lovely, open, warm, holistic circle of love and delight. <laughs> when I was on the phone to Lucy and we were talking about it, uh, George, my boyfriend, was sitting next to me and I hung up the phone and I was like, I basically voice noted Jess. And then afterwards he looked at me and he was like, what the fuck is a cacao ceremony? And he was like, and I was like, I tried to explain it to him. And he was like, so what, you're just going to sit around and drink hot, to- hot chocolate and chat? And I was like, um, not really. That's why I- when I told my boyfriend, he was like, do you all just sit around like drinking hot chocolate and fingering each other? And I was <laughs> like, yes, basically. Anyways, recommendations, Fiona. Right. Tell so me yours. I'll go first. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to start off with the El Couture recommends. Yeah. So... This was recommended repeatedly by our listeners. Confessions of a 40-something fuck-up. The reason that I'm recommending it again is because I actually read it Okay. on my holiday. And it was such a good read, Fiona. Such a page-turner. So easy to read. It's light on the heart. It's by Alexandra Potter. I think it's... Well, in the UK anyway, it's like five or six pounds to order. It's not expensive. This is a book to read if you feel like you're slightly left behind in life. If you feel like you, you know, you should have had it all figured out by the time you reached a certain age and you haven't. This is a brilliant book to read. So beautiful, so well written, articulate, funny, accessible, and really lighthearted. Absolutely love it. For my recommendation, um, as October we're in October Mm. Halloween is fast approaching do you like a scary movie are you into horror uh, horror films horror (laughs) films I am I love them do you okay there is a horror movie on Netflix at the minute and not horrors in ghosts and goblins horrors in like suspense a man is trying to kill you in your home it's called Hush Ooh, okay. I'm going to watch that tomorrow night because we've got an eye in. So Hush, basically, I won't give too much away, but there is a 
a woman. She's a deaf writer and she's in a kind of a very secluded because, of course, the houses are always secluded and um, secluded in a forest. And she's deaf and she's putting the finishing touches to her novel. Um, and it basically takes you on a journey where she is basically attacked and hunted down by a fucking mental bastard who just keeps on chasing around the house to stab her but the reality is she can't hear anything and it's just a big massive suspense fest like it's fucking horrendous I didn't enjoy a single second of it yet I couldn't switch it off okay I'm definitely gonna watch that tomorrow okay that's what's your favorite scary movie by the way can we just like quickly like talk about Um, this so my favorite scary movie I have to say it's an oldie but a goodie is what lies beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford you can't beat it I wonder is that on Netflix um I don't know actually do you know what it might be I definitely saw it the other day and I was like oh I want to watch that again I can't remember what I saw it on maybe it was a box no I think it was Netflix I'm not sure can I give it was you on a Disney, quick rundown of mine Disney Plus yeah yeah okay no particular order The Conjuring one and two yeah The Ring it's a classic Paranormal Activity Mm, I wasn't a massive fan but I got really scared by it yeah same thing um Blair Witch Project oh my god the Blair Witch Project can I just say I only watched it once when I was like 15 and we were suspended at so we were gate so at school when you got caught smoking you because we went to boarding school we got got gated it was called basically you weren't allowed to leave the school you had to wear your school uniform on the weekend and you had to like check in every hour and like there was nothing to do you could only watch tv and we ended up watching like a vcr I think we borrowed it off like a sick former and we watched the Blair Witch Project and I had to walk back to my house and I went to a school with like the work like we were literally in the middle of the nowhere and there was like um there was a forest and like I basically it was like woods so I had to like walk back to my house after watching this and I had to walk past the forest and I have never run so fast in my life I was fucking terrified. I feel like that was the OG. That was fucking terrifying. But actually nothing happened. But you know, like I watched this um, documentary on like, I think it was like on MTV or something, like the most scary movies. And like the Blair Witch Project, because it won like loads of awards. And the guy was like, it was the most budget thing. It was like a couple of friends, like genuinely with like camcorders in the woods. That was it. And then I think they put it together for a film. Um, they were film students and they put it together for a project. Mm-hmm. And then, picked up and all this stuff same with paranormal activity i'm pretty sure it was like for some film project and then it like turned into this huge thing yeah and also lastly the grudge and last but not least it but the original it right king's it yeah yeah not the new one that was kind of weird and if you're looking for anything super fucked up like if you want to be truly disturbed watch anything like japanese or korean oh they create the most fucked up locked up stuff like even I can't watch it um and of course if you just want to like have a chill Halloween Hocus Pocus 1 and Hocus Pocus 2 it oh is now out oh was that your one <laughs> it was but it's fine I've got something else I've got something else. Hocus Pocus 2 is now out on <laughs> Disney Plus did you enjoy the Hocus Pocus 2 I so I watched it so I had a horrible accident and I basically like stabbed my eye on the weekend and um I basically we got back from Abu Dhabi where I stabbed my eye and it was better by then and I was so depressed and like uh, my boyfriend went out to go watch the football and I just was on my own and I watched Hocus Pocus 2 and I have to say 
it made me feel so much better. And also I enjoyed it just as much as Hocus Pocus 1. And then I watched Hocus Pocus 1. I okay. really, really enjoyed it. It was just like the biggest, it was just nostalgia. It was amazing. I, I just thought it was fantastic. Um, my recommendation, I was going to do Hocus Pocus 2, but I've got another one. And it's also ties in with our spooky theme. Have you watched the Jeffrey Dahmer series yet? No, but I have heard a lot about it. And my boyfriend has been watching it in secret because I asked if we could watch it together. But then I put it on Netflix the other day and it's like four episodes in. So he is loving it. And it's all over social it's media. Everywhere. Like It's all on my TikTok. So I, I actually... Are pe- do people have like crushes on him? Like what's up? I mean, I'm sure it's like the Night Stalker people were like weird about it as well. But Evan okay. Peters in general is just like, he's such an amazing actor. He's in all the American horror stories. Also something really good that you guys to watch so um I actually did something very traitorous as well we were supposed to watch it together and we put one episode on and it was like I was having a really shit time at work and I just like couldn't concentrate I wanted something Mm -hmm. lighthearted. and then on the weekend because I just did absolutely nothing I was like in bed for the entire weekend I watched it a lot of it on Sunday and it is so fucked up it's so fucked up and now I think it's because I've been talking about it it's like my TikTok algorithm is now all Jeffrey Dahmer Okay, do you know what? I'm actually going to start to watch it tonight. We were actually meant to start watching it last night, but we watched From Hell instead with Johnny Depp about Jack the Ripper, who they never caught, by the way. They never caught Jack the Ripper. That is absolutely wild. Fucking mental. Well, anyway, this has been excellent. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you so much. Can't believe you're leaving me, you little fucking bitch. I know. Well, so... We've, we've got two more episodes left and I think that just to give everyone a bit of a teaser, next week we're going to be reigniting one of our favourite episodes and we're going to do a 2.0 of how to make your vagina taste nice. So what Laura and I are going to basically do is do research, re-research and come back with different tips because I think the general consensus was nothing really makes your vagina taste nice. But I am just, I just don't believe that. I feel like there's something out there. <laughs> Sorry, that just um, had a wee choking session there. <laughs> um, yes, let's do it, Faye. And lastly, this is something that I'm requesting of our listeners. Um, when I continue Love Bites, like I mentioned, I'm going to be having on a guest every week. If there's anybody that you can think of that would be an amazing guest, if you would be an amazing guest, basically you just have to bear your soul on love bites that's not too much to ask but ultimately we just want a really raw inspiring story that people can take something wonderful away from so if you or somebody that you know whether you know them on instagram or personally would you just be able to drop us a dm and then we can line them up as a guest as well well thank you laura and see you later see you later